morning, everyone. It is trending Thursday. Boy, this week is just flying by. You know, so much, so much goodness going on that you don't even realize what day it is of the week. How many of you can relate to that? I'm sure a lot. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Today, obviously, trending Thursday, August 4th, 2022. And we have amazing guests on. And I just want to say before I formally introduce her, many people suffer with gut issues. And we're going to have a very in-depth conversation today. So if anyone who's viewing or listening to this right now, if you have any questions, you know, please feel free to put in the comments and we'll make sure that Cleo sees them. So we want to welcome to the Two Sisters podcast, Cleo, I'm not going to say your last name because I always butcher it up, but um, <laughs> welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Uh, now, our pleasure. We're super excited to hear everything you're going to be sharing with us. Yeah, uh, and um, she went to the same um, health coaching school that I went to, IIN, and she certified. She specializes in gut health, specifically with IBD and chronic digestive issues. Now, we had a little chat before we came on, but Cleo, if you would just kind of share with us your experience with that and how that developed you to want to go to IIN, learn more, and really uh, specialize in gut health issues. Sure. Um, so before I start I, on why I, I went to IIN and become a health coach, I'm just going to say that I studied law in Paris, so I'm a lawyer, so I did a huge career shift. And what drove me to become a health coach was really my own journey to health and wellness. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an irritable bowel disease, um, in 2005 when I was 18 years old. And um, I had every symptoms out there, chronic diarrhea, chronic pain, <laughs> extreme fatigue. Sometimes I would be bedridden for days. I would uh, some nights fall asleep hugging the toilet so it was really really bad and um when i was diagnosed the doctors told me that i had to take medication for the rest of my life and advice to go manage my stress which meant um therapy for them so i did i had a lot of side effects from medication and it was actually so i had some periods where i was better, but mostly it was getting me weaker and sicker by the day. So I knew that I had to quit at some time. Um, and when my flare subsided, I really went on a crusade for the right answer, the right um, medication, the right doctor, the right healer, the right yoga pose. And it took me fast forward seven years to really uh, be able to overcome this digestive distress um, and be able to reduce my symptoms and regain my energy. So I was really enthusiastic with the results that I had and I wanted to learn more about how to be holistically healthy, mind, body, and soul. And that's what drove me to go to IIN. And before I actually made the jump, I had really flirted with the idea of doing it, but I had uh, 
told myself excuses like I don't have the money, I don't have the time. But um, at one period in my life, it was the right time. So I made the jump and I never regretted it. And I started it um, with just for me, for my information, not necessarily wanted to do this professionally, but then when I saw that people were suffering from chronic digestive issue, even though they didn't know it, um, because a chronic digestive issue, it's, it's not just bloating or diarrhea or constipation, but an imbalance in the gut can manifest in many other ways, um, chronic fatigue, um, chronic colds, um, eczema, acne, many other ways. So they didn't know that they had a chronic digestive issue. And that led me to want to help them with the tools that I learned at IIN and, but mostly my own experience at overcoming a chronic digestive disease. Um, so yes, that's what um, led me to do IAN and do this professionally. And I've been doing it for the past two years and it's been just a blessing ever since I started. Wow. Uh, you know, as obviously Carol Sue and I can r relate to, we are big proponents of gut health. And, you know, there goes that saying, you're either feeding a disease or you know, or you're not. And I know from what you've said and from what, you know, our trainings and whatnot, <coughs> digestive issues, as you said, goes way beyond being in the bathroom. You know, there's other symptoms that go along with that. And, you know, our body's given us cues, mm -hmm. but a lot of people either don't realize it or ignoring it. What would you say? to somebody or, or what would be the catalyst? Like for instance, if you're eating, let's say fried food mm -hmm. and you, you know, a couple hours within an hour or something, you're getting sick, like chronically getting sick from that, which is, isn't just um, like a little thing and, you know, could last for several days. What would you say to someone who is, who is facing something like that and may not may not specifically know but know that something is going on so that's a great question because a lot of people don't necessarily know that they do have a chronic digestive issue or they don't um they don't realize how often they have such symptoms so i would say that if you have bloating, um, if you have some um, issues, um, if you have constipation, if you have diarrhea, if you have bloating and gas with everything you eat and not specific foods like pizza, for example, that whenever you eat pizza, even if you don't have a di digestive issue, you feel bloated a little bit. But if you cannot go anywhere without looking for the closest bathroom, and uh, then that might be the sign that there's something more serious than an, if it's just an occasional um, situation, if you eat something and you have um, some bloating, but it's occasional, you may need to cut down on your portions. But 
if no matter how many portions you eat, you burp a lot also, that may be signs that the, it's it would be more serious and it's worth noting it. So, but when it comes to foods, wow, that's a big discussion. Um, we can definitely talk about foods, but I wanted to put it out there just to, to if you're having some symptoms like this, constipation, diarrhea, bloating and gas with every single thing that you eat um, and you burp a lot uh, after eating or you have some pain uh, or you can't go out without looking at the closest bathroom, these are signs that um, there might be something more serious going on. So is there any uh, direct, because uh, I know you don't, you obviously don't want to focus on the food piece to it, and, and I get that, but is there certain food groups that are detrimental to someone that suffers from Crohn's? In other words, obviously I, I can relate, I, I understand what you're saying if you're having this reaction to everything you eat, uh, but some people don't some people at certain food groups. So is that not a correlation or, or is it? It is definitely. Um, I just wanted to say that for people who don't know that they have a chronic digestive issue, the first signs is this. Okay. Then there are definitely food groups. So there are some inflammatory foods, common inflammatory foods, whether you have an irritable bowel disease like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis or IBS or just a chronic digestive issue the common inflammatory foods, the most inflammatory food is sugar. Um, and most people know that sugar increases weight, it's bad for the teeth, but they don't necessarily know what it does for the gut and why it's so inflammatory. So um, basically very quickly we have people have, may have heard about the gut microbiome, which is the trillions and trillions of bacteria that we have in our gut. And it's the most complicated organ that we have in our body. And to make it really, really simple, we have bad bacteria that increase inflammation and therefore all the symptoms and good bacteria that promote overall, overall health and wellness. And whenever somebody is experiencing symptoms like the one we mentioned before, it means that there is an increased inflammation therefore where there are more bad bacteria than good. And what we want to do is bring down the bad bacteria and increase the good bacteria to have a balance in the gut. What sugar does and why it's so inflammatory, it is the best food for the bad bacteria. So when we eat sugar, the bad bacteria eat it, they multiply, therefore we increase inflammation and all the symptoms related to digestive um, distress. And um, so when we talk about sugar, we talk about refined kinds of sugar. So cookies, um, cakes, chocolate, but there's a lot of hidden sugars in a lot of things that we eat. Um, and people ask me what, for example. Um, so let's say that you eat some pasta, some whole grain pasta, spirulina pasta, which is more healthy than the refined type of pasta, the white pasta, but then you put some prepared tomato sauce that you bought from the store, that's, there's a lot of sugar in that. 
Right. And it's something that people don't necessarily make the correlation. So sugar is the most inflammatory food. And the second one is dairy. Um, <laughs> it's very, and people with, with a chronic digestive issue without knowing what it does to their gut, they can't eat dairy. They just eliminate it. Um, they just eliminate dairy. Yeah. So that's basically the two most inflammatory food. Then there's gluten um, that people just kind of eliminate it. What I want to say regarding gluten, so all the other inflammatory, except for sugar and dairy, unless when it comes to gluten, um, there is a lot of research, so not research, but unless you are diagnosed with celiac or you have a gluten sensitivity or a gluten allergy, then with any foods really that you exclude without having diagnosed as sensitive to that particular food, you're actually depriving your good bacteria of a good source of food. So, and a lot of people do that. They just exclude food groups. Um, they exclude legumes. A lot of people exclude like they don't eat lentils, they don't eat chickpeas because there's a lot of fiber which um, increases symptoms. So, but, and they just naturally exclude food groups and that can be detrimental for their overall gut health balance because then you're depriving of the good bacteria of their food and therefore they're just, they, they decrease in number. Um, so the worst thing that you can do, the worst thing that you can do, we are all in different journeys. So people that have increased symptoms that just got out of hospital that are ha having flare, obviously it's bad. It's best to not eat legumes. Um, but down the line, we want to include legumes. We want to include as much variety in our plate as possible so that we feed all the good bacteria in our gut. Um, and um, that leads me to something else that I wanna say. When people, because we talked about the symptoms that people have when they have a chronic digestive issue that they may not know of, they may think that they have bloating, that they have a lot of bloating with a lot of things that they eat or gas or diarrhea or whatever symptom, and they may ignore it. Like they may say, oh, it's just bloating, then I'll exclude that um, um, type of food or, or it's nothing, you know, it's a little bit of gas. But ignoring these types of symptoms can lead to more chronic issues, digestive issues, and that can lead you down the line to not be able to incorporate foods that you really want to have in your diet, like vegetables and fruits, um, that because they have a lot of fiber, therefore they can increase symptoms. So this is why it's important to pay attention to the symptoms that you have whenever you eat something and not ignoring the symptoms that when you think that you, you, you may have a chronic digestive issue, then maybe um, treating it, going to see a professional, um, a health professional, doing some tests or seeing just a specialist, not just ignoring it. Mm. And I would imagine 
let's say obviously if somebody has we're going to use Crohn's disease for our example um and that is eating dairy products chronically getting ill mm -hmm. the inflammation increases which can cause other things in the body to happen mm -hmm. yes so more than 90 percent of our immune system is in the gut um hippocrates had said that the gut is the gateway to health so whenever the gut is compromised or imbalanced then our immune system goes down and we're more prone to other diseases so yes it does make sense whenever we have Crohn's disease or another digestive issue without it being a diagnosis and we eat certain foods that increase our inflammation therefore compromising our gut microbiome then our immune system goes down, making us prone to um, other illnesses. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. This is a very interesting and very educational topic. And one that, you know, Carol Sue and I um, always are chatting about. What would you say is, you know, for instance, somebody suffering these um, things that are going on and they really don't know where to turn, what would be your advice to them? For instance, uh, you know, should they immediately go to their doctor? Like, what are some of the things that you would suggest? You would briefly mention that. Yes, sure. So when somebody thinks that they do have a chronic digestive issue, what I would do is to go see a specialist. So. And a health professional like a GI doctor is the most specialized professional that deals with that kind of um, symptoms. And even if it just, you may do a series of tests or not, if you happen to do a series of tests, and I know that a lot of people are on the fence about it, obviously we can't obligate anybody to do anything, but my advice would be that if tests are good because they can either um, open the way to a little bit more of serious problem than getting medication like I had to do to get my inflammation, my flare down, uh, but then I had to do like a more in-depth work because medication treat a symptoms. But when I was, when you have a digestive disease, you do need medication to just take your flare down, but, or at least we can exclude um, a more serious issue. And then you can go and take the treatment uh, that is more adapted to you. Um, so that's why I would just go to the health professional at the beginning to just do some tests and for you to have a clarity of mind. I talked to a lot of people who have had pain for a lot of uh, many, many months and um, it, did, it didn't necessarily go into their mind to go see a health professional. Again, it's because, oh, this is the way that I've been for the past months and this is how I'm going to live um for the rest of my life which is not true and this is not way to live and then you know you can either go to the doctor or not um again i recommend the doctor because 
then you can have a clarity about what, where to go after. But um, wherever happens, the medication helps treat the symptom. Um, and then you can have other approaches, more holistic approaches that deal with the root cause of a chronic digestive issue. When you have a chronic digestive issue, the root cause is mostly emotional. It's not that much, it's not like trauma. So people that go on medication and I work a lot with them, with these people that are on medication because they have a disease um, like Crohn's or assertive colitis, I bring the holistic um, aspect of it. But yeah, my first step would be to go to a health professional to just have a clarity about what's going on in your body. Right. And um, that is so important. Uh, Carol, Sue, on, as we've always chatted about the, the gut health, it, like this is so informative. And well, I, I, I chuckled when she was talking about dairy, uh, you know, because like dairy is like to me, it's like the evil of evils. And, you know, like so many people, you know, depending on your age group, obviously, uh, you know, we grew up in an era where, you know, you were just the constant of milk does the body good and the milk carton and, you know, dairy, not only the whole dairy group, but dairy, you know, meats, uh, poultry, a lot of things are just not processed the same way they were 30, 40 years ago. Uh, they're injected with all kinds of uh, really bad, really bad hormones, just things that are not good for you. But dairy as a whole uh, has not been uh, historically uh, as good as most people have been thought process into believing. And I think, you know, we always share the Netflix uh, documentary, What the Health, to get a better perspective so you understand what you're really putting in your body and that dairy is the root cause of a lot of uh, not only digestion issues, but as you talked about skin issues, ear, nose and throat, uh, you know, all kinds of gut issues, joint issues. Uh, a lot of people that suffer from, you know, asthma or any kind of respiratory issues, it's related to dairy. Uh, and then you combine that with one of the biggest things that food is being sourced with and has been for years is a lot of dyes, which also trigger a lot of gut issues. And if you notice, we've, we've actually talked about uh, different corporations, different manufacturers, where they process it one way for the United States, but over in Europe, other in other countries, they have stricter mm -hmm. uh, rules and regulations for what is being put into food. And you could have the same identical manufacturer. And if you look at the ingredients, you will see it totally different because they've just got strict, stricter laws. And the United States being one of you know, the, the leader uh, in, in the free world to, you know, allow this to continue to happen. Um, you know, it, it's a sad situation, but I, I think I, when I think of dairy and which is the number one cause for, for breast cancer and the ironic piece to that, you see a pink ribbon on a milk carton. And if you go even go into their, you know, their, their websites, we've actually had people, you know, kind of confront them and say, wait a minute, your number one culprit you know, you're promoting dairy, which that is not good for somebody, you know, who's got breast cancer, it's like one of the, the leading causes. And, you know, it, it goes back to follow the money. And I think when people understand that the only person that's in control of their gut health 
is not the manufacturer, it's not the grocery store, it's not your cravings. It's you saying, you know what? Is it worth it to me to eat that food group? And then emotionally, your first thing about eating and or living your life to your fullest is surrounded by where the next toilet is. That's gotta be a wake up call. If that's not a wake up call to someone, you know, I, I don't know what else it is because I wouldn't, you know, I, I mean, I have IBS, but I, I'm very careful of what I eat. I know the triggers and I just, to, to me, it's not worth it. You know, the, the mental connection I have with food cannot be, and it, it, I, I guess I, I should say it this way. If your mental connection to food is so great that you're ignoring your gut health, besides, and this is going to come off pretty harsh, besides seeing a nutritionist and someone that's going to help guide you, go see a psycho psychiatrist. Because that's an issue when you weigh that emotional connection to food more than you weigh on the, uh, what it's doing to your gut. No, I agree. And you, you touched on a lot of good um, points. People have, so I experimented with so many different diets at the beginning um, because, and so many different diets, I was really focused on the right answer, the right elimination diet, the right healer, the right doctor, you know, and I was so, this quest for the right answer was so over like life consuming, so obsessive, so, uh, so exhausting really, but I really definitely wanted, so desperately wanted to feel better. And I realized that uh, the information out there is so extremely confusing and so contradictory at times. There were people you know, I read articles telling me quit carbs and then this, another article never quit carbs, but quit protein or, you know, for my IBD. And it was just very confusing. But a lot of people are in that um, at the beginning, they're, they're trying to heal. And I was trying to heal so bad. Um, and then after seven years of incessant pain, I realized that no elimination diet would ever work because there was something else eating me away, like eating, eating me. Um, and that brings me to the emotional digestion that you said too, that this emotional, um, eating is emotional. And so, um, when we start working on all these things like I have when people start making the connections between how they feel and what they eat so that means like how you feel throughout the day it's an inward process instead of trying to heal you just have to do nothing and kind of go inward and try to make the connections between how you feel so let's say you wake up in the morning and you feel stressed because you have a very big meeting uh, in the afternoon, then, you know, probably you're going to eat some sugar, some um, fat. And whenever, because I work with this um, with my clients and whenever they start making these connections, oh, I feel stress. I'm going to, for sugar, I'm going for high fat. Um, that's where they can actually change the narrative and work on their emotions because food is emotional and it's, it's a process of first stop trying to heal, stop trying 
to, like I did for so many years, I was um, outsourcing my healing to experts, to like the internet. Um, and then you realize that you were having some results, but nothing sustainable. And it was just kind of going inwards. And it's not about the diet. I have so many people come and ask me about the diet. And a lot of the people that I work with have a balanced diet. It's They don't necessarily eat junk food. They have a balanced diet. So it's like they are waiting for me to tell them the secrets to this balanced, clean diet. Um, and for sure, like we said, diet is important. We have to take out inflammatory food and add in really good nutritious food that will feed the good bacteria. But then um, if you don't, let's say that something really bad or like stressful or frustrating or sad happens in your life, if you don't have the tools to be able to deal with this effectively, then what we'll do is to go back to eating the trigger foods, like the sugar, the fat that will trigger all the symptoms. And we won't know what happened, like what drove the symptoms and what made it increase. So it's a lot about um, stop trying to heal and kind of do this inward word, inward work of seeing the emotions before these emotions just control your eating and increase your symptoms. Um, it's a beautiful work when people are ready to do this emotional digestion that I call that process of really stop doing nothing. And it's in this space of nothing that you can really get reconnected to your body and to this gut intuition that was so disconnected when you're trying so many things to heal. And, um, you know, and it's a process that I've been through and that I have to go had to go through to feel the emotions because a lot of the so when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, the cause, doctors told me that the cause is unknown, but mostly repressed emotions is, and stress may cause, you know, may aggravate the flares. So, and repressed emotions actually stay in the gut. So I have a lot of people telling me I have some belly fat, you know, I'm very thin, but I have some belly fat around. And I know that for having done this work, and I actually do workshops live with this, repressed emotions come in the gut. Um, so whenever you do this inward work and start asking yourself, like listening to the signs that your body's sending you every single day, all the time, actually, not just every single day, all the time, and you do just nothing, and it's in that nothing that you can actually reconnect to that gut intuition that you disconnected. And it's that gut intuition, that inner voice that is going to really give you the answers to you, to your healing. At IIN, Janice, you may know, like the, the founder, Joshua, um, said, has this quote, like the body can heal itself by itself if given half the chance and the half the chance is really not trying to heal but actually do this inward work and um listening to the signs that our body's sending you all the time that we're trying to ignore so much 
Yeah, right. I mean, definitely definitely a, a, an emotional connection there. And, you know, I, I, you know, we, we really promote no diet because diet is, we all diet. I mean, if people look at the actual word, what is dieting? It's eating. It's whether you choose a well-balanced with, because I do believe our body needs every single food group. Some you may have to limit based on your current digestive digestion issues or other issues that you may have. Of course, you want to identify them and either stay clear of them altogether. Uh, but there's so many good sources of good flavored food that people ignore because they're so much into elimination. Now, obviously elimination is proactive in depending on your situation, but you know, people that strictly eat, say a keto diet or or a no carbs diet uh, or completely vegetable diet. Um, there's something to say about just having a little piece of all of them because our body requires different nutrients. So, you know, to say that there's, you know, the only way you can have success in feeling good, uh, controlling whatever medical issues that you have going on and or, you know, health, wellness, weight management, uh, is only done by strict elimination is such a fallacy. And I think we've been a society, especially over the last, you know, six to seven years of these different type of what I call, you know, they're, they're a fat diet. You may have some, you know, uh, initial success, but your body can't sustain that type of lack of nutrition uh, because there are certain food sources that our body requires for a reason. And that's why we always constantly talk about the very colorful, colorful plates. Obviously know your triggers like you're talking about, but don't purposely eliminate. Uh, I mean, I think sugar as a whole, uh, you know, you know, it was plunged in the sixties and, you know, definitely the fifties, sixties and seventies. It was just, it was, you know, what we consider a staple uh, to the diet, uh, which now obviously because a lot of times it goes back to the way it's processed. There are some natural good sugars out there. Um, so you can't, we don't wanna say that sugar as a whole is bad, uh, refined sugar. And I think a lot of people have to really start understanding the terminology of food and not categorize one food group as totally being bad, not really fully understanding that there's better natural resources to that same type of flavor, which is also gonna add the added value and nutrients that our gut needs. I totally agree. Um, when you mention about diet, it's again, people who are trying to find a solution, trying to heal. Yep. And I do need, I do unfortunately know a lot of people who try keto. So keto already kind of died, but it's because you mentioned keto and I happen to know people who do that. So keto was really about epilepsy, people um, suffering from epilepsy. So it's a very restrictive diet, but any kind of diet should not be, you may experiment but for a very short amount of time, a, a diet is not here to go to, to, to just be on a diet forever. And it's good to see, to experiment, to, to, to get to know you a little bit better and yourself and know your triggers. And I, I completely agree with know your triggers. And it starts with understanding like doing this inward work and not trying to outsource your healing to dieting um, exactly. 
Yeah, so I totally agree. And when it comes to sugar, it's so the elimination diet. Um, so eliminating, it's not a diet, but it's an elimination for a certain amount of time to eliminate this um, inflammatory foods. The only reason being for you to see how you feel when you take right. out this inflammatory food, but you add in really nutritious food and um, right. full of vitamins that are going to uh, feed the good bacteria. And I've seen it all over again, whenever we take out this refined types of sugar, um, people have reduced symptoms in as early as right. two weeks, and then they sleep better, they, their skin clears. And then that clarity, that awareness, then they can make a conscious choice about whether they want to reintroduce it or just exclude it altogether or just have some sugar during um, specific like events, celebrations and things right. like this. So, but this is you being aware and being able to make a conscious choice that will sustain your body and, you know, being able to trust your body. So many people that are going through a chronic digestive issue. And I've heard that from some of my clients at the beginning was if I could only take my gut and throw it away, I'd be really happy. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's important to see a little bit about how you, you, you feel like when you eliminate these foods and be able to make a conscious choice and reconnect your body and actually trust that your body knows what it needs to heal um and it's here to making you thrive instead of um working against you so that's the um, um that point elimination diet eliminating food groups i don't agree with that at all as you mentioned sometimes you need to eliminate like reduce Right. Um, some food groups when you're out of a flare when you're in a flare you can't eat vegetables legumes you can't it's right. there's too much fiber but down the line you want to have first of all of uh, all the food groups as many as possible um, and then as many as much variety as possible and people don't understand when I say that variety and I know that because there's so much information about what it means to have a varied diet a varied diet means not eating the same things every single day not eating the same breakfast the same lunch because what we end up doing it's we end up feeding some kinds of good bacteria that outcompete the other ones. So the, uh, the, the good bacteria that are not being fed end up dying, right. increasing symptoms and flares. So it, what people want to, to do is to have one to three alternatives for breakfast, one to three alternatives for lunch and for dinner as well. So we end up, we don't end up eating the same thing every single day. Um, and you mentioned colorful foods, totally. What I tell my um, clients is that what you want in your plate is to have as much color as possible um, so that you have as many nutrients, as many vitamins in your body as possible because each nutrient has a very specific um, works on different organs. So that's why you want as many nutrients as possible and as many food groups as possible. So I agree for sure. Eat right. The and then just having that analogy that, you know, I think people have to understand your, your gut is really your second brain. 
uh, and Jan and I always talk about that, right, Jan? Just your your gut is your second brain, and it it you know just like your brain needs to be fed with with good information and a variety uh, to feel get those endorphins up. Your your gut also needs a variety and, and colorful uh, food items. So. And I just want to make an analogy here. You know, we always talk about news alerts, right? News, your body is giving you news alerts. Your gut is giving you news news alerts. So on that note, oh my gosh, this has been such an amazing conversation. Cleo, we can't thank you enough for being with the Two Sisters podcast today. How can our viewers and listeners connect with you further? Sure, it, it, it's... It was a pleasure. I always love talking about the gut. Um, uh, so people can get in touch with me through my website, um, which is www.magnifique life with Crohn's. I think you'll put it in the comments, like in the description. Yes. So yes. And they can, um, there's a free starter kit um, that they can download. Uh, and it's about how to heal your gut. It's specific to Crohn's, but it can really relate to every digestive issue, really. So there's a quiz, there's tips, and there's videos about um, breath work that I use um, in order to heal, to, to heal that stress response. Stress can impact and negatively impact the, the symptoms. And they can also book a free call with me um if they'd like to um so that they can implement what we said for them so yeah it's through my website that's awesome. wonderful and obviously i'll make sure all that information gets in the show notes we can't thank you enough again thank you for being here today is trending thursday and what's trending in your world my name is janice aka wellness diva 5.0 and i'm with two Sisters, and this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss, going to make sure that I've got a variety colored plate today. We hope you do. And that's what should be trending colorful plates today. Let us know how you uh, love the show. We thank you very much, Chloe, for just bringing uh, a wealth of information. And uh, I think the key piece uh, is really, really just listening to your body. It's giving you cues, it's giving you signs. But are you listening? We will see you tomorrow for a fantabulous Friday. Have a great trending Thursday, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.